Welcome to a very refreshing hour of business talk. This is the future of mobility and manufacturing with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. You'll hear from the innovators who know how to use game-changing technologies and business strategies to shake up the status quo in the automotive and industrial manufacturing industries and supporting ecosystems, and help them move in exciting new directions. Now, here's your host and moderator, Bonnie D. Graham. Bonnie D. in the house, indeed. We got an interesting show for you today. Oh my goodness, I've got two very esteemed guests. One at IBM, Matthew Van Bilsen, and one at SAP, Patrick Lamb, who hasn't been on with me in a couple of years. So happy to have him back. Let me get, oh, I have to do a quick shout out, of course, to our sponsor, Judy Kubis at SAP. Thank you, Judy. I think we're in season seven. You're all, one of our longest running series, and we're very proud to have you on the air year after year with such great information. So I have a couple of buzz quotes, as you all know. I start with the buzz, and let me read these. I have attributions, and then we'll see what our topic is. First of all, I love the song. It was written in 1966, Both Sides Now, written and performed live by Joni Mitchell, Canadian singer-songwriter, but it was most famously recorded by Judy Collins in 1968. And here's the quote from the song. I've looked at clouds from both sides now, from up and down, and still somehow, it's cloud illusions I recall. I really don't know clouds at all. And <laughs> Matthew and Patrick, I still think this speaks to what people think about cloud, and they're both nodding. Those of you listening to us live on Voice America Business Channel, I have the privilege of being on Zoom visual with both of my guests, and I can see their reactions. Yes, this song still resonates with me whenever we talk about cloud, so I always quote it. Now let's get to a serious Buzz quote. I found an article in Forbes on Forbes.com by a man named David Opsal, who is a Forbes council member, and he's a CEO at a company called Actify Inc. Listen up, everybody. Manufacturing companies are often unfairly characterized as Luddites, you all know what that means, when it comes to the adoption of technology. But the reality is that manufacturing was one of the first industries to fully embrace business computing when it became commercially viable in, wait for it, everyone, don't fall off your chair here, Patrick and Matthew, in the 1960s. And the general who wrote the article, Dave, says, when I look at what's happened to manufacturing in the last 20 years, it's hard to escape the realization that cloud computing is what it needs. Fast forward to 2021, which was last year, and you find that manufacturing is transformed. The cloud computing model fits this dynamic environment better than, here we go, giant, complex, on-premise systems that cost a fortune, take years to implement, and can't adapt to market organizational or process changes. I think that's a big wow, don't you, Matthew and Patrick, in terms of looking at, yes, in terms of looking at, let me do my opening here and then we'll, we'll have you both introduce yourselves. So here's our, our abstract for today. Over the last few years, as they face continuous disruption and new competition, and those are two reality checks for manufacturing, industrial manufacturing companies have indeed embraced cloud solutions, a significant turnaround for an industry that was slow to do so, especially on the factory floor. Now they look to cloud industry solutions to help them become more agile and respond faster to new challenges and opportunities across the entire value chain. Not only are they moving their core processes to the cloud, they also see modular and industry-specific cloud solutions that can be easily implemented and integrated to core processes. We'll talk about that a lot more with my guests. We have Matthew Van Bilsen at IBM. Matthew, for the video, would you please 
wave. There we go. We're recording this. Nice to have you. And Patrick Lamb at SAP. Hello, Patrick. Lovely to have you back. And I'm going to ask them why. Why, why, why industrial manufacturing companies are moving to the cloud? What are the challenges they face? Because that's always important in a business discussion. It's not just all peaches and cream and roses and lovely flowers. There are challenges and more about the benefits. So our title today is How Cloud Solutions Help Industrial Manufacturers Transform. So happy to be here. Bonnie D in the house. Let's get going. Matthew Van Bilsen, you're new to the show. We are delighted. We have to do a shout out to your colleague, Steve Curtis. I was hoping Steve would be here in the room with us, but he's not. But please tell him I said appreciation for all of the support he gave when we were onboarding you to the show. Matthew, I'm putting you on speaker view for the video. Would you please tell us what you do and what's your passion for our topic? Matthew, welcome. Hi, thanks. Uh, and you know, uh, you know, like like you said, Matthew from Bills, and I'm uh, based out of the Netherlands, but have a global role in uh, IBM, in the center of excellence. I'm a, a global partner for the automotive, uh, electronics, and industrial uh, discrete industry um, programs. So um, that is uh, that's what I do nowadays, and it's a lot of fun, a lot of changes, like you talked already about in your introduction. So very happy to uh, to dive deeper on this. Thank you very much. And and Matthew, do you agree that that companies, manufacturers, maybe are getting a bad rap for still being a little bit slow on the uptake on technology? Do you think they're at the forefront? Can we go that far? What do you think? Yeah, I think nowadays they're much more in the forefront than you know 10, uh, 10, day, 10 years ago or so. Because you know you, you see these changes coming in the industry, the business models, the, the, all the changes that are going on in the world, geopolitical changes, uh, you know, impact on supply chains, etc. And because you know industrial companies and specifically, specifically discrete industrial companies, they're adding value every day in the manufacturing, in their operations, etc. So really, you need to 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 be uh, changing the way you operate because you cannot push things around uh, like digitally, like for instance, a software company or a bank, which can do a lot digitally, but the manufacturing company cannot do. So you need to make use of your of the latest and greatest technology to, to be in the forefront of and stay competitive. Thank you very much. And I think staying competitive is part of the key of why we're talking about this. New entrants, new competition, new challenges, technical supply chain. We know about supply chain all over the world in the past two and a half years. So thank you, Matthew. Patrick Lamb, welcome back. It's been a couple of years since I spoke to you until our prep call a couple of days ago. So happy to have you here. Would you kindly bring everybody up to date on what you're doing now? And what's your passion for our topic? Patrick, welcome. Yeah, thank you very much, Bonnie, having me here again. I really love the show. Um, and, um, and I think why I'm here and why, why I do like the show is that, that the passion for me is we all think industrial manufacturing companies are laggards. Né? They are leaving it behind. The cloud is not so um, on, the, on their radar screen. But I think this is in the DNA of industrial manufacturing companies. If they want to bring their products into the market, they need to be rock solid. They need to be industrialized. And therefore, industrial manufacturing companies expect also from uh, business partners that cloud solutions are rock solid, ne? running their business. Ne? Because if the business is uh, is going south, then the um, the uh, the customer satisfaction is going south, and uh, also the operations are not um, on par with the, with the competition and all these challenges. Therefore, they are a little bit behind. 
but I think they do, I call it, they do um, a very good preparation yeah, in moving into the cloud. And if they see there is an opportunity, then they strive for. And therefore, I think this is a, a key passion uh, for me, helping companies consuming not individual cloud applications or individual cloud technologies, but rather um, comprise packages that are fit for purposes to run and support a specific business process or enable a new um, business model. To my person, um, I'm uh, 27 years in the discrete industry areas, um, 70 years with, um, with SAP now um, in various positions. But lately, I'm uh, responsible for running the program of the SAP Industry Cloud Solution Portfolio for Industrial Manufacturing. So how to drive innovations um, in the cloud area to provide really specific industry cloud solutions that are natively integrated into the existing processes that um, we can provide specific ne, um, industry cloud solutions to help industrial manufacturing companies to go easier to the cloud journey. Thank you very much. Very, very interesting. I have a question for both of you. I want to level set. Patrick and Matthew, I like to use that term from time to time. What do we decide? What's the definition? How do we define industrial manufacturing? Exactly to whom are we speaking today? I know we have a global audience all over the world. The title of this series is The Future of Mobility and Manufacturing. Judy added that in. So we're talking to a very broad business audience who really appreciate all the insights both of you are going to share today. But Matthew, to whom are we speaking? Who is an industrial man? And you don't have to give specific names, but what does that encompass? Do you mind? No, sure, sure, sure. The way we have organized it, and I think in the industrial companies, we we we, dis we uh, distinguish process companies making oil, for instance, and discrete manufacturing companies. And now we're talking about discrete manufacturing companies. So what kind of companies are there? There are companies, for instance, uh, making elevators, companies making consumer electronic stuff, companies making automobiles or trucks or aerospace defense kind of, um, uh, let's say, devices and, and, and uh, so big planes, big, big things, right? So things that you can touch, things with a very complex supply chain, things where you take components together and really manufacture that, assemble that together and really bring it out in the market. So these kind of companies that are really the, the things that make the economy go. Thank you very much. I, I like to re frame the conversation from time to time and not just assume people know. Patrick, anything you'd like to add to discrete manufacturing, industrial manufacturing? Patrick? Um, no, I think that is absolutely right. However, we could also see uh, beyond industrial manufacturing um, in, um, manufacturing companies né, in the industrial manufacturing space, mm. like companies that um, produce um, equipment né, for the health né, um, um, industry. Um, it's, it, it cannot be also né, named as an industrial manufacturing company. So here we see quite some synergies né, going um, beyond né, the discrete manufacturing. Mainly these companies are in the business to business and provide equipments to their customers that they, those customers can run their operations um, much faster and more elegantly. 
Thank you very much. Thank you both. I just wanted to do that, and I appreciate your answers. And I always learn a lot from my guests when I ask those questions. So thank you. To our listeners, this is the the part of the show where I've asked my guests in advance to send me an opening quote from a fictional character in a movie or a TV show. I think they're smiling. They did quite an interesting job, and the quote has nothing to do with our topic, but they're going to relate it to the topic in their own words. Matthew, you have outdone yourself, sir. Matthew has picked a quote from Vito Corleone, played by the late, quite great Marlon Brando. The movie, of course, The Godfather. I can't even start to sing it. 1972 American crime film directed by the one and only Francis Ford Coppola, who wrote the screenplay with Mario Puzo based on Mario's best-selling 1969 novel. You may not know this, but it was the highest-grossing film of 1972, Matthew, and for a time it was the highest-grossing film ever ever made. It grossed almost $300 million at the box office. We're talking 1970s here. I know, very impressive. And it sparked the careers of uh, Francis Ford Coppola and Pacino, but it revitalized Marlon Brando's career. I thought that was interesting. Here is the quote. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. Matthew, how'd I do on that? Go ahead, rescue me, Matthew. What does this have to do with our topic? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, very, very, very good. So, uh, and, you know, what, what, I saw this movie when I was about 16 years old. And, you know, of course, the quote is really in the movie, like, okay, uh, it's a lot, matter of life and death, right? So that's that's a quote about in the movie. So that that stayed a lot with me because it's all about the value proposition, right? So a lot of companies nowadays, uh, they also compete in the market where it's about life and death. So it's it's uh, it's not only about uh, let's say staying in the business it's really competing and making sure that the value propositions our clients bring to the market are too good to be refused right so now back to our uh, topic that let's back to ibm and sap so that gives us the obligation to work with our clients because the client success will be our success so if we as a combined ibm SAP and ecosystem proposition provide value propositions that are too good to be refused, you know, we can help our clients to be more successful. And that is really where it's all about, I think. Thank you very much. And to the broader audience who may not yet be an SAP or IBM client, we're talking in big broad terms today about how cloud computing can help your company. Or let's say if you're part of Matthew and and Patrick, if companies listening are part of the value chain of the discrete manufacturers we're talking about, they can understand how those manufacturers can do better to help them in their businesses. A trickle up or trickle down effect. Matthew, does that make sense too? That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. And li- like I said, you know, change is a constant here, right? So oh. getting getting the value propositions out in the market for us to, and getting our clients to, to bring their value propositions out, too good to be refused. That is what it's all about. And make sure that you're prepared for the change. Make sure that you keep agile, that you keep flexible, that you have the capabilities in your organization to change rapidly. And that's where cloud comes to play, right? That's exactly where uh, where the agility and the flexibility come from. So that is where we're talking about, yes. 
Thank you very much. I like it when a guest says what I say makes sense, Matthew. I, I appreciate you even more. You get a gold star for that. Thank you. Patrick has sent us another iconic quote as well. We love this one, Patrick. It's from Peter Maverick. That's his nickname, Mitchell, played by also iconic actor Tom Cruise. Speaking with Nick Goose Bradshaw, played by Anthony Edwards. I remember Anthony Edwards when he was a doctor on the series ER on TV with George Clooney and Juliana Margulies. I'm not going to tell you what year that was. The movie we're talking about here was Top Gun, 1986 American action drama. And Cruz says the first part and then Goose joins in the second part. Here's the quote. I watched the video, Patrick, so I didn't know that two people said the second part. I feel the need the need for speed. And they both said the need for speed together. And I'm not sure what they were talking about because there was some questionable about what was what the other people were talking about there. But Patrick, how does this relate to our topic today? Please go ahead. Yeah, thank, thank you very much. Yeah. So taking a little bit um, one level up, um, how, how does it relate to the, to the cloud and so forth and then the new business environment? So based on my conversation with many leaders from industrial manufacturing companies, yeah, there are typically or there will be two types of manufacturing companies in the future, great ones or dead ones. And therefore, manufacturing companies né, need to accelerate né, the innovation process in mainly two directions. Um, and number one is driving new solutions and establishing new business models. And number two, redefining the operational model that to adapt faster to the changes in the marketplace. So this sounds very abstract, but let's make it concrete and why um, cloud solution can help um, companies moving in this direction. So many industrial manufacturing companies, they want to become sustainable enterprises. And thinking about how to can reduce the carbon footprint in the supply chain. Yes, it's always the case, how to get the waste out of the supply chain. But even more important is how to increase the recycling rate of industrial equipment. So this is a whole new game for industrial manufacturing company to understand which parts of the equipment could be reused or even remanufactured, which parts can be recycled and which one has to be scrapped. And there would be even more examples that we can talk about it. But the key point is companies need to experiment at the beginning. There is not time to talk decades about should we do it, should we not do it, how can we do it, and what should be the practice which we're seeing. Then the need is uh, not anymore there after 10 decades. Right? Then some other high-speed train over past them. And therefore, cloud solutions now with fit-for-purpose application um, can enable these type of new questions. And they provide instant uh, computing power, instant capabilities um, integrated into the operational processes. And therefore, um, it is, um, it's a key topic that the industrial manufacturing companies leverage the cloud um, technologies and the advantages of the cloud technologies in order to experiment and establish new practices. And therefore, I think the need for speed is even more important than it has been in the past. Thank you very much. I want to thank both of you, Matthew and Patrick, for the very interesting quotes. I, I love quotes from movies that everybody, yeah, Godfather. Some people in our audience, Matthew, are probably saying, 19, 
1972. I wasn't born then. Uh, we were, but maybe, I don't know about Patrick, but but we were, so it's okay. But it certainly is an iconic movie. So thank you both for, for making the effort to find really interesting quotes. Let's move on to our discussion roundtable now. Matthew, I put in the chat for you. I'm going to read a little bit from your statement number one, ask you to take about three minutes, expand it, unpack it, as they say on the news. And then we will ask Patrick, let's see what kind of mood he's in today. We'll ask Patrick to agree or disagree with you. And while that's happening, I'll pick a statement from you, Patrick, and put it in the chat for you. And we're going to keep going back and forth and cover a lot of territory for our listeners around the world. So Matthew Van Bilsen at IBM told me the following. He says, time to value is of the essence in a fast changing environment. Being able to start or terminate business operations fast determines who wins or who loses. I'm going to stop there and let you tell us more. Matthew, go ahead. Yeah, I think so. So back to that uh, short statement from you. So if you if you take a look at how cloud is used nowadays for by many many companies, right? It's it's really looked at you know bringing costs down, but it's also a, a lot of possibility besides that. So it's really kind of the default that it should be taken forward, not only to drive costs down, but really drive that speed. To value, right? We see that uh, in, in, in the past, where a lot of companies were kind of reluctant to adapt cloud because of, let's say, latency issues in the network or security issues, etc. We have solutions for that, so that's not a need, that's not a problem anymore. The, the challenge is much more: can we, as a company, can companies adapt to to cloud, and can they really take the benefits out of the of, of using the cloud, right? So. And if you take a look at what cloud does for a company and take a kind of a a 30 foot level um, uh, position, basically the cloud integrates the company and also extends the company. And what does that mean? So it integrates the company because really all the data and the the applications in in the company become available to all the players in the company and their, let's say, immediately ecosystem network, right? So... The availability of the data, the availability of the applications is on steroids here, right? And opening shops wherever in the world, right, is is much easier. You're talking about days or hours or days, not about weeks or months here, right? And then the second part of my my command is it, it, it really extends the company, right? It's really extending the company because all the, let's say, the assets, the applications that the, the, the devices that are installed at your clients, they can, can become connected as well. So you can include basically the entire install base into your um, entire uh, value chain and keep track of what that does for, uh, for, for, for your company, what that does for your client, and really start to integrate much more, let's say, the relationship with your client, the way the, 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 the industrial devices are used, and therefore, um, let's say, bring all kinds of new models to the market. So with having a cloud as a foundation, uh, foundation foundational element of how you operate, all these kinds of possibilities become possible. And also with, with, a, with, a, with a speed that is un, uh, unparalleled if you look, uh, look back. Thank you very much. Very interesting. Let's get Patrick Lamb in here. Patrick, 
agree or disagree. Um, Mr. Van Bilsen looks very agreeable today, so he told me it's okay if you disagree with a little bit of what he said. Go ahead, Patrick. Yeah, even if you're you wearing the same um, shirt color, I might not uh, agree um, all the time uh, what Matthew uh, <laughs> um, um, said. Um, let me let me distinguish what, what I think um, cloud makes a difference here. Um, number one, if, if you talk about cloud, about, okay, this is a development framework, like an infrastructure as a service. I think I saw many, many companies that, that have, have developed great things. But if, if they look for transformational topics, I saw many, many companies that have been struggling just taking the development platform and getting the data in and making information and knowledge out of the data. So meaning building end-to-end -end processes this can take um, ages because then you're starting fresh, building a complete enterprise applications or even more an enterprise solutions. So therefore, I believe in the, the business platform of clouds where there are the applications being provided solving end-to-end -end business problems. And there can be many, many business problems to, uh, to be solved. But these type of um, cloud applications need to have a fit for purpose with a clear governance structure, with an embedded process, with an, an embedded um, analytic space to solve a, um, a process problem in service, manufacturing, aftermarket service, enabling um, sustainable manufacturing options, and then cloud solutions really accelerate um, the implementations of new practices or going after new business models. And therefore, um, my recommendation here um, um, on the folks on the phone is if you look into the solution, please look cloud as the computing power, look for business applications and business applications platform that can run the end-to-end -end solution, then the whole thing will end success and accelerates uh, the journey into the cloud. Thank you. Very, very interesting. Matthew, anything you want to say back to Patrick? Patrick, I just put your next statement in the chat. Matthew, go ahead. No, I think I, I think it's a kind of uh, very much uh, very much aligned with uh, with our mm -hmm. thinking as uh, as well. Like um, it, it's about the platform. I I, I heard that uh, said by Patrick. So ha having a business platform, having the foundation, that's kind of the starting point for a lot of uh, good things to happen to your company. Thank you very much. Patrick, I see you're digesting what I put in there, statement number two. This is interesting, and this is where I want to go next. Patrick says, exploring new business models. Let me just read a little bit. As the industry moves to more of a service-based model, and in some cases introduces new everything as a service model, but manufacturers in a position where they need to test out new business models, there seems to be more of an appetite to start small, try and either fail, and try and adapt a new model or scale. Cloud solutions are ideally suited for this flexibility, adaptability. Very interesting. Let's talk about new business models. And I think a lot of companies, I think we know since the pandemic started, since it came to the forefront in early 2020, that's what a lot of companies were forced to do on the spot, on the fly, without five years of planning, right, Matthew and Patrick? There was no, let's think about it and put it to the business council and get the C-suite to meet in six months and go to someplace beautiful and talk about it. It was, are we going to survive in the next eight weeks to 12 weeks? So, Patrick, talk to us about business models, please. 
Yeah, sure. So I'm I'm quite a, a since a long time here in business, and I have been seeing companies selling uh, integrated um, um, integrated equipment. Now they, they moved into selling the solutions, and uh, this keeps the distance uh, to the competition not um, as it has to be. And now um, everything as a service kicks in, uh, where we learned it from the IT um, side of the house is now moving into the digital uh, manufacturing and the industrial manufacturing um, space as well. So, and we, we see here two directions. Number one, establishing a subscription business. And number two, going after an outcome-based business model. So subscription business, very simple, is we still sell the equipment, but we wrap around services, digital services, software packages with fit for purposes you know, to drive the monitoring, better insights, benchmarks, né, um, fleet overview, recommendations to, to customers that is monetized based on a subscription model. And companies né, see also the opportunity to not selling the equipment or the solution anymore, but rather providing it as an outcome, produce bottles, um, created or generated energy, né, for for example, um, and this is an, an heavy load for industrial manufacturing companies because there's a challenges or risk not selling the things. I have it in house, and the question is, how can I establish here um, this new business model? And we see many many companies that not um, switching gear from one side to the left. It's rather a gradual one. They want to test it with probably a small business division. Want to go there in this direction. And th th there's no time for a, a year or two years long IT implementation project. Yeah. They want to leverage cloud solutions that deal with the problem that is available in a very short time frame to to test it. Is it beneficial? What is the feedback and the signals back from their customers in order to um, scale it or adapt it and change? And the cloud solutions and the, on the business uh, on a business platform really um, provide these scalability elements né, to start fast, then adopt and scale significantly. Patrick, there's a word we don't often use in business. I don't think we use it enough. I'm hearing in what you're saying, the ability to do it quickly and decide yes or no, we're going to do it, we're going to fail, we're going to scale. There's, it sounds like there's an excitement inherent in having, and, and Matthew's smiling, there's an excitement inherent in saying, we can do it faster, we can get answers, we can know what path to do going forward, what path to follow. Matthew, love to get your take, agree or disagree with Mr. Lamb. Go ahead, pa Matthew. Uh, so, so fully, fully agree, right? So uh, indeed, you see these new business models coming up and, um, and, and, and new business models are nowadays, they are accelerated, right? Uh, because of crisis. And I think Winston Churchill was a guy saying, uh, I believe, you know, never waste a good crisis. And like you see now in the COVID time, the corona, in the COVID uh, crisis situation, that things have sped up so much that normally would take, let's say, a decade to change. And now we change this in a year or so. And uh, this can only happen if, let's say, um, if the entire organization is supported by the processes and supported by the applications and it is based on the cloud situation where you basically take the benefits 
of the tooling underneath it to speed it up, right? So uh, fully, fully, fully agree there. One thing to add here is when you have all these connected products out in the field, right? And the pay-per-use models and the as-a-service models, they, 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 they're becoming uh, prevalent everywhere. Don't forget that an industrial company having these assets out in the marketplace installed and paid by you per use, they only get money when they're used. So it's of the essence of an industrial manufacturing company to monitor the devices, they, to manage their assets. And that's where cloud comes in, right? That's where the connectivity comes in. That's where the data element comes in. And that's where you can bring back, of course, the use data, but you can also bring back the condition of your asset that is installed there at your client, right? So that is cru crucial to, to enable that and to enable that with speed. Thank you very, and that goes back to the quote Patrick selected from, right? from Top Gun. I feel the need, the need for speed. Matthew, I want to give you a little documentation here. I think you'll appreciate this. Winston Churchill was working uh, from uh, talking to the United Nations after World War II, and he famously said, never let a good crisis go to waste. But I don't know if anybody was, no, you, you got it. You nailed it. But never waste a good crisis is known as the Wallenstein-Walstenholm Report. It's a 2009 report written by Andrew Walstenholm, commissioned by Constructing excellence. He analyzed the British construction industry's performance against objectives set out in something called the Egan Report from 1998. So it's being used over and over again. I'm so glad you brought it up. And Rahm Emanuel used it also, I think, in Chicago. And a lot of people have used it, but it's credited to Winston Churchill. Everybody remember this, never let a good crisis go to waste. Patrick, anything you want to say back to Matthew about that before we move on? Matthew, check the chat, please. I put the next statement in. Patrick, anything you want to say back? Um, I think um, the, the waste of crisis is always the learning moments that we have. And cloud can accelerate those learning moments. Um, and here we can go uh, much faster after the, the business models, the new opportunities. And it's not only about the um, respective uh, the trends in the industry. It is also about um, companies né, that entering new in the market. Né? Things have been invented né, by companies that were not in business a few years ago, but they went truly going to the, to the cloud model and leverage this data-driven processes, the optimization of processes, and doing data, data mining and, convert, and converting the data into gold. And I think industrial manufacturing companies have started to explore that route but I think there is a ton of opportunity to really dig into the data to get more value proposition out to their customers. And cloud is a perfect um, approach to that because it enables you know, and combines the data with the business processes and here um, new opportunities can be generated. Thank you very much. Great statement, Patrick, and thank you for your feedback on that. Matthew, let's move on. This is a topic we need to talk about. Everybody's talking about it. Top of mind, sustainability, of course. And I'm looking at Matthew's statement number four. Let me just read a little bit. Matthew says, cloud-enabled connected products are not only key to the enablement of new business models, which we've been talking about, they also facilitate a broader Companies' responsibility like sustainability and reuse. Millions of devices, e-waste, how to trace, get back in responsible manner, obligations for recyclability, 
How is cloud working this way? Matthew, very important topic. I know everybody wants to hear this from you. Go ahead, please. Absolutely, and thanks. You know, we, we, we see this as a societal problem, a societal challenge, I should say, right? And if you, if you think about all these million devices that are out there in the field, like you, like you mentioned, um, you know, the companies get an obligation to track and trace where these, where these are. And let's say, depending on the geography and the country you live, these kind of obligations are already in place, right? So for instance, in Europe, electronics companies have already the obligation to take back devices after use when the consumer brings them back. So how do you track and trace these devices? So for maybe a cell phone or a TV, it's, it's relatively simple. Uh, but if, if big industrial machineries are coming back, if automotives are coming back, automobiles are coming back. So what? how do you track and trace that? But also, if you, if you take this one or two levels further, if you are able to see what kind of rare materials are stored in these uh, reverse supply chain topics, right, um, then you can integrate that in your production line as well. You know, if you take a look now at constraints of some raw materials and companies are looking at, you know, where can I get them? The reverse supply chain can be a very valuable, uh, valuable source of these kind of, uh, um, uh, let's say, uh, components. And that's where... Uh, cloud comes in. So how do you track and trace? How do you make sure that your end-to-end value chain knows where the products are, what kind of products are coming back, what kind of components are in the products? You might need different kind of technology like blockchain to 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 certainly to a certain degree, but it's it's all enabled by cloud to bring the information together, to integrate, like I said, the integration, to integrate the information back into your business and take, let's say, that responsibility that we all owe to our kids and grandkids, right? So that is really uh, where cloud plays a role in that kind of uh, scenario. Um, and I think, you know, um, the, 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 these kind of applications, um, we only have seen, let's say, a very, very short, uh, very little bit of it. But I think that a lot of companies with, let's say, some of, uh, let's say, the governmental uh, regulations and environmental regulations, they will really start to push for that. And if you start to think out of the box, there's a lot more possible than only say, okay, hey, we have to take back these old devices. That's a cost element. What are we going to do with that, et cetera? No, it can really be, uh, uh, let's say, a proper opportunity for businesses, not only to change their image, but much more and more important, let's say, integrate that back in the company and make it part of the entire end-to-end business model. Thank you very much. And Matthew, I was intrigued that you brought it down to the personal level responsibility to children, grandchildren, future generations, because we're, we're talking about people, right? We're talking about big companies, but people, we're still talking, robots aren't running these companies yet. It's still people. And we have the sense in our heart of what, what's the right thing to do. And that can and should be brought into the company's values. And we know that the millennials got a bad rap for being the ones who cared about the value. And are you going to buy from and work for a company whose values align with yours? But now we all accept that that's okay to say, right, Matthew? It's okay to say my values align with what my company, or I want my company to align with my values on society. Patrick, love to get your thoughts on this. Go ahead. Yeah, um, what, what nicely has, what I've been seeing is over the past years, Sustainability ne, um, has been here for quite some time. But at the, at the past years, um, sustainability has seen as a kind of a burden ne, for, for companies. 
yes, we have to do things. We have to take back um, products. We have to recycle uh, these type of products uh, in order to get a kind of a green, clean West uh, and report. Yes, we, we take care about future generations, which is absolutely important. However, now I'm seeing a, also a, a change of, uh, of the mindset that we still think about, okay, how can we get rid of waste? But how can we deal with the biggest problems and turn it into opportunities for companies? Um, like how can we, if we think about an industrial equipment, there are tons of steel, electronics included. And if you're thinking about all these scared um, and, and scared resources uh, that we have, and even more important, the, um, the, uh, the vulnerability of global supply chains. So if uh, I can manage uh, to get an, a circular economy even for equipment, uh, think about the materials and the resources you get back in order to fuel these resources um, back into the manufacturing processes. This can be a tremendous opportunity, not only for the company itself, because it's, there is a lot of savings potential because you use the same material twice or three times, if you will, but also to the environment, that we are not going after scared resources, uh, seldom earth, that we, that we need always uh, move, moving forward. Um, and this is where I see the changes um, of, um, of companies going. But what does this mean is clear transparency. What is the install base of this equipment? <clears throat> so we talk about digital twin um, and then to understand, okay, because of the um, industrial manufacturing equipment is probably out five years, 10 years, even multiple decades. And things are going to change um, on the equipment. And therefore it's absolutely important to think about, okay, what is getting back in order to start a planning how can I utilize the things that comes back now in a sense of remanufacturing? Can I sell it again? Um, or can I, can I reuse it again for my manufacturing process? Or finally, what could be re recycled in order to make um, adjacent product out of it? And therefore technology and specifically the cloud solution can absolutely support this process. Thank you very much. Very interesting. And Patrick, I put your next statement in the chat. Matthew, love to get your thoughts back to Patrick on what he added to your topic. Go ahead, Matthew. No, I, I, I think, you know, it's, it's a very good addition. Thanks for that. The, the, the thing that came, uh, came to mind as well is, you know, if you combine the change of business models where as a service becomes much more important, right? Getting equipment back and bring it back into the market secondhand is much less of a problem. Because the client, the user of an equipment, is looking, it's not looking how new the device is, it's looking at does it do the stuff that I need him to do, right? So it's buying the service and he's not caring about what kind of product. So thinking out of the box, we need a mind shift here to really say, you know, what can I do with this topic of sustainability and combine it with the other changes that are going on in the industry. Thank you very much. Thank you for that statement, Matthew. Uh, sparked quite a good conversation. I appreciate that. Patrick, we have time for another topic. Let's go to your statement number six. This is interesting. Let's do a deeper dive into specific technologies. We're talking now about business 
process automation by using intelligent capabilities. Let me just read a little tiny bit here. Every industrial manufacturing company can drive significant business value by automating existing business process. An industrial cloud solution should be built on a platform that allows you to leverage the use of intelligent capabilities. We're talking about IoT data, Internet of Things, insights, machine learning, RPA, robotic process automation, on and on and on. Very, very interesting Patrick, would you please tell us more? Go ahead. Yeah, um, yeah. Thank you very much for bringing this. Um, I think this is um, often the the hidden um, secret and the the hidden value proposition. Also, leveraging um, cloud um, solutions. We all know um, that in the in the manufacturing space, if we're leveraging the, the IoT data, getting more transparency of the the, the processes, not. Um, not only from a flow perspective, but also from a waste perspective, yeah? to track, for example, the carbon the carbon footprint. Mm -hmm. And if you can bring this into a common platform, into a centralized platform, where you can apply the intelligent uh, technologies from, for example, machine learning capabilities in order to get up patterns and so forth, then you get transparency in order to understand where is the, the, the where are the biggest um, waste drivers, carbon footprint drivers, if you will. And probably you can learn from these insights and then reflect this insight back in order to optimize then the sustainable um, manufacturing process. So this is one example. However, the other example is to, um, to, um, to leverage cloud solution. Now, typically, the nature of cloud solutions are they are standard processes. However, every company is different. Every company is unique né? to run the, uh, the outcome-based business models or to establish a solution business or to go after their respective aftermarket service. And companies need to get the capabilities um, to, to um, build and enhance the existing capabilities cloud solutions provide. If now this whole application, né, this, the end-to-end -end solution, is built on a cloud um, infrastructure, then there are the possibility to use né, the no-code or low-code technologies to augment these business processes. And the beauty of it is these low-code, no-code can not only um, um, driven and um, applied by the ex-producers in IT, which is also né, a limited factor, so we can also democratize these, um, these type of users. Né? So the citizens users, if you will, the business users, the key users into operations né? can leverage these type of technologies in order to adapt it, né? the business processes for their respective um, purposes. And this goes back again, the need for speed because every, um, every company is different and needs its specifics and every business unit is different and needs to have the, the changes and the required business process as fast as possible né, to keep the competition um, in distance. Therefore, I think the cloud um, business platform, which is not only the technology platform, which provides multiple intelligent capability, is a very good foundation né, to drive this principle forward. 
Thank you. Very interesting. Matthew, love to get your POV on this. You're allowed to disagree, but I'm not sure you want to. Go ahead, Matthew. No, no, no. I, I just want to expand on this a bit. Please. Because, you know, in, my, in my previous statement, I said already, I, I named, uh, I mentioned the blockchain, right? So mm-hmm. this is also, a, you know, capabilities, a technology that is basically leveraging cloud, right? So other, you know, and blo- blockchain is, of course, um, a capability and a technology that is really uh, good in tracking, tracing, and identifying, mm-hmm. uh, let's say, the, the, the devices or whatever kind of thing you want to track and trace, right? But it should, it's enabled by cloud. You can only do it if you have kind of that com- common platform. Other technologies, of course, are there as well. You know, we talked already about um, robotics, right? Think about robotics and automation, where, where in uh, manufacturing locations, we have, in some, uh, for, for some of our clients, we have thousands and thousands and thousands of robots doing their operations, right? So think about how do you reprogram all these robots? You reprogram them by connecting them to the cloud. So you can reprogram your robots overnight or on the fly, right? Because you need to produce another lot, another color, another thing, whatever, right? Same with 3D printing, right? If you want to start producing closer to your market, you know, drive down CO2 emissions, you know, drive uh, sustainability, you know, producing with 3D printing is a very good option, right? It's not yet on scale, but that will come over time. How do you do that? How do you take your designs and bring that to 3D printers? That's what cloud comes in, right? And that's where, you know, basically a lot of technology can expand on the cloud capabilities and basically expand on that business platform that you need to have uh, to make sure that as a company, you stay competitive, you stay cost competitive, but also you bring out, let's say, the value propositions that are too good to refuse, right? Interesting. It sounds like it, it enables the opportunity to ask people inside the company to be creative and innovative instead of saying, that's not on our plan for the next three to five years. It's Wow, that's exciting. I've never heard anybody talk about reprogramming robots. I, Matthew, I have never heard that quite said that way. I want to get Patrick's feedback back to Matthew. Patrick, anything you want to say back to Matthew? Um, yeah, I think we are, we are just at the beginning of, of this journey. Yeah? It, it is accessing yeah? data and um, bringing the data um, to the business users that new innovations can be, can be um, derived. And I think um, the, the legacy or the traditional IP applications, they were very good in hiding the data somewhere. It was very difficult to access the data. Um, and if someone found the data, then he needed to have an expert man, to convert the data and make a kind of information, knowledge, and then uh, creating a new a business opportunity or new business process. Um, now with the, the cloud, right, there is a tremendous opportunity that we can really democratize the data, easy access, right, easy to understand the data um, for business users right, that can be broadened to a bigger scale. And the more data is understood right, by the employees right, across the various um, um, departments because a, a business process doesn't stop at manufacturing. It even starts at the beginning of sales. Um, Mm -hmm. And if these companies do understand this this data, then I think it is an incredible 
opportunity to drive uh, as things. Né? So if we, if we, for example, if a product is being sold and if you can capture the reputation of the product né, and bring this information back to the, the product manager or and for the, the, the manufacturing supervisors, these two guys could get together and think about, yeah, how can we improve the capabilities and how can we manufacturing better that we have a better value pop and, in, and at the end, a higher customer satisfaction, so a higher share of wallet um, at the end. So therefore, I think if we can, coming back, democratize the data, making it easy to access and very important, easy to understood and to be processed, I think that will be, um, I would call it a kind of a revolution of the things that we are seeing today. Thank you very much. Very interesting topics. Gentlemen, we've been talking about the upside of industrial discrete manufacturers using the cloud. We've been talking about the opportunities for speed and the opportunities for innovation, the opportunities for new business models, the opportunities to pivot, to be adaptable, right? To, to be flexible, to go with where the market's going, to think about where you think the market's going and be there, right? But we haven't really talked about, and we only have about four minutes left. We haven't talked about the challenges. That was in my introduction. We were talking about the opportunities, which we have certainly filled people's minds with, but I want to give you each about 90 seconds. That's all we have left. What are the challenges as in terms of a reality check? We could probably do a whole show on that, but we want to be on the positive side. Matthew Van Bilsen at IBM, I'd love to get, I can give you 90 seconds max. What are some of the challenges manufacturers should be cognizant of? I shouldn't end a sentence with a preposition, forgive me. Right. Go ahead, Matthew. So let me build. Let me uh, build on what Patrick just said. I, I yep. think you know integration in the company, right? It's it's all about culture. If you think about mm -hmm. the operating technology and the information technology, right? These are kind of new, let's say, silos in many many organizations, right? Yes. If you think about finance, if you think about HR, so one of the challenges in in, in big companies will for sure be how do you integrate? And how do you break the silos? And then secondly, I think a big challenge is, let's say, big companies, established companies that are there out there for 50 or 60 or 70 years or longer, right? They have a legacy of applications, systems, processes, and whatever. How do you change that, right? How do you, how do you really uh, break that deadlock of you know, where to start? And, and these kind of challenges are, are enormous. It's, it's not simple to, to, mm -hmm. to, to solve. But really, I think it's 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 about starting starting with the foundation and make sure that you build on top of that foundation. Thank you. That's what I was looking for, Patrick. You get the last word here. Ninety seconds. That's it. Go ahead. I think it starts with the mindset of the people at every company at every function, um, because um, we still believe the experience in the past ne, will be the the solutions for the future. But I think mm -hmm. in this case, it is not true. Because what is the, the belief of the past? IT is complex, IT is slow, it costs a lot, and it's hard ne, to implement. With cloud, and this is the challenge, the mindset, ne? Mm -hmm. uh, because cloud solutions, there is a functionality available, use it, use it early, fail early, have learning moments, and then move on. So this is a continuous learning and be open to a learning moment. And I think that the, the biggest challenge is the, mind, the, the mindset change of people. Because we as human beings, we actually don't want to change too much. No? <laughs> but um, the cloud is a really change driver. And I think if we can overcome that, this obstacle 
that we believe in. Yes, the technology is there. It's proven. We can test it. Um, there is access to data and we can bring in uh, a team from uh, multiple um, dimensions and organizations, then innovations create. And if we can overcome that challenge, I think that we see the real innovations that cloud can provide. Thank you. I want to say thank you, especially Matthew Van Bilsen, Patrick Lamb. You are both impressive with your knowledge, with your insights. You've been very generous sharing what you know and what you think and your 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 heart about this topic. This is an important topic. We've covered a lot more than just how do you be a, a successful industrial manufacturer. We went into all kinds of areas. I want to thank you for doing all the prep work for so many interesting topics. We covered almost everything you sent me in the conversation. Matthew, now you know how it works, the madness to my method. Patrick, lovely to see you again. Matthew, it's been such a privilege to meet you. Again, shout out and thank you to Steve Curtis. Thank you to Judy Kubis at SAP and Thomas Paul for sponsoring the series. Judy, this was another break, groundbreaking uh, episode today. I'm, I'm very impressed with the topic. Uh, a thank you to Aaron Keller, our engineer, and here are my closing thoughts. Fasten your seatbelt. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a game changer today, just like Mr. Matthew Van Bilsen at IBM, just like Mr. Patrick Lamb at SAP. And just like me, I'm Bonnie D. We've been breaking ground, getting great conversations out to listeners around the world who need good information in an interesting fashion. So I'm proud to be the producer and host here and looking forward to our next topic here. Everybody wave goodbye. Bye-bye to the Business Channel. Bye-bye to our watchers Bye, on buddy. Zoom who see it. Bye-bye. Don't go away. Get Thanks again for tuning in to the future of mobility and manufacturing with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Please join host Bonnie D. Graham again Tuesdays at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Business Channel. We wish you a positively game-changing week.